Howdy there, folks, and welcome to the BPL Podcast. I am joined here today right after, God, this is just a couple of days after the latest text Docs Battle Tech, so you guys should be hopefully liking what we did. Uh, this isn't a weird place for us because we're recording it beforehand, so we have no idea if YouTube shit on us or not. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, the um, stream probably crapped out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Sorry of, if that happened. Well, it's one of those things of, oh, I've got 60-something thousand subscribers. How many notifications will be sent? Six. Yeah, pretty much. So it's YouTube allows you to, like... Start a big business, a big business. They'll rent you as much space as you want to start your business. But as soon as it comes down to like road access and parking for your business, they're like, no, they can walk. If, if I can make a prediction, yeah, and this is a joke, yeah. the longest John's hit us with a DMCA takedown notice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I. No, I, I doubt they do that. They seem like genuinely like cool dudes and like artists who would appreciate a cover. Yeah, no, they, they probably would. I, I, I just think that would be funny. It would be fucking funny if they actually got mad. <laughs> yeah. Arr. Um. So anyways, tonight we are joined by Legionary Bard, Mr. Goat. Say hi, Mr. Goat. Hi. We are joined by the guy who made Text Talks Battletech happen and did like 99.99999% of the work. Mr. Wow. Mike. Hello. And uh, joining us all the way from a country in which Germans decide to suddenly sometimes pick up and move for no reason whatsoever. About 75 years ago, yeah. Yeah, about 75. Huge influx. Mr. Gypsy! I can only tell you that it's merely a rumor that we have uh, certain Germans in hiding. To be a really good guest, you need a couple of qualities. You need to have decent audio. You need to have at least decent voice. Not all the time happens, but the better it is, the, the more you get by. And finally, some chemistry with the host, with the regular people that host, that host the job. And I have almost none of those qualities, so this is going to be super fun. Yay! <laughs> all right, so uh, tonight I wanted to start us off by going back. Going so my English is terrible. No, it's all right. It's all right. It'll be fine. I also interrupted you. That is a wrong move. <laughs> really, really wrong. It's okay. It's the internet. Because that's what we're talking about today. Tonight, we are going to talk about tales of old school internet. We're going to talk about all the wonderful joys we had on the earlier years of the internet. And I have to put a disclaimer out there because I know this is going to come up and people are going to get really, really mad. Um, I, I just need to put a disclaimer out there. This is just the lexicon. And to be truthful, we will use the lexicon of these places. Um, we are going to talk about 4chan tonight, among other things. But, oh, boy. So I, I'm going to have to add this. I better get something there. to drink. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> What we're going to have to do is, one, explain the lexicon. 4chan and many of these other places have their own language. So if you see us drop into channeries or, you know, start speaking like goons or what have you, good luck following us. Those of you who have been in those places and raised in those places and know that internet shorthand, fine. But just as a disclaimer, we are talking about some uh, quasi-cursed places on the old internet. Not places I would really recommend going these days because... Well, we'll get to that. You can go to them. Uh, archive.org is the website. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was going to say. Yeah. 
Um, but I, let's let's start off with the one that's that most of us probably know, which is 4chan. I remember when 4chan started. A friend of mine was a prolific early B shit poster, mm. where you'd sit there and hit reload and wait for the screen to slowly crawl into existence with all of the the art on it. I mean, even with even with cable internet, it was awful, awful to browse 4chan. And for the benefit of our of our, of the uninitiated viewers, when what time period was this? God, I'd have to think. Now I'm gonna sound old. Early two thousands, right? Yeah, it was it was early two thousands. Like I think it came out first in like two thousand three, and it was based off a Japanese image board. I I want to say I got into it like oh five oh six. That sounds a yeah. lot more correct. That's when a lot of people. So that's when it started. So your early twenties. Yeah, because you were like twenty. Yeah. I it, it, was, yeah. it was yeah it was my early twenties. I was I was browsing 4chan uh, back back when people were still like trips and quads and like oh I can't yeah. try force. I remember when that shit was. New. I remember when that was new. Yeah, oof. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I think they banned the the Bateman posting. You know, I got dubs. Yeah, yeah. I remember Bateman posting. Yeah, check like em. check check my dubs, check my trips. I remember all that if, back when people just used to shit post back before the internet got like insanely political out of nowhere. Well, and just jaded. Well, it's it's one of those things because 4chan was not my first board. My first board was BBS boards back in the day. Those are all gone, you know. But, I mean, I remember back in the day, especially for role-playing games and what have you, you'd, do, you'd be doing play-by-post role-playing stuff with, like, AD&D over the Internet on forums. So you'd have a number you dial into mm. and then download your messages and leave a message and then log out because you had so many people who are also trying to get their posts in. I also remember the RPG.net forums, which are still up. There's some great fucking storytelling on there. I also was a goon for a while, you know, the something awful.com forums when those were huge. Mm -hmm. And that's how I found uh, early let's plays. That's when they were, when it was the let's play archive, when it was all text based. Uh, LPArchive.org is still out there. I know. Uh, I, and good news for you, BBS boards still exist. There's actually a website dedicated to uh, housing every single one of them and telling you where they are. <gasps> yep. What is this place called? Uh, the BBScorner.com. I am going to be looking at that after the podcast. Yeah, it looks like they have a ton of stuff here. Um, it's a very tiny web. The website looks like it's straight up out of the 90s. So, yeah. So, like, Angel, I thought you were going to say, well, it's harvey.edu slash angelfire slash tripod slash geocities.net. Now, I can't, I, I don't know if anybody's even on those boards, but there's a probably. It'd be nice to browse them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just go back and read the old internet. Yeah. Before everything got so cutesy and mainstream. I gotta go get that telnet. Yeah. But I, I remember Let's Plays before Let's Plays. The old internet had its own charm where you'd yeah. be like, hey, guys, I'm playing this game. And you'd say, what's it like? And people would post a screenshot and then spend their creative energies describing it, saying, this is the story of my character, who I have elected to call blah, blah, blah. And they would describe their adventure in Neverwinter. Mm. And they, they would talk about all the various things they happened. They would rewrite the story. They would do so many very interesting creative things back in that kind of older, I don't know, almost Victorian era internet, as I like to call it. You know, it was it was a different time. I asked back when the internet was based on the phone early, lines. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Gypsy. The very fierce uses of the word let's play 
at least the, the equivalent in Spanish was when people, as you say, text were reporting what happened in their games. And the format was basically to post in a forum, you posted the screenshots of what's happening or what was happening in the game, and then you just wrote, and then it was it was image after image after image, and you will comment something funny for each of them. Right, right. I remember that. I mean, that was um, that was Boat Murder did that. Um, the first, there was that huge, hilarious XCOM Let's Play. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the goons playing that XCOM Let's Play. That was epic. Um, and it's just screenshots. It's like, oh yeah, here's my hero. Okay, here's what he did, and blah blah blah. And then, oh no, he fumbled a grenade, and it was just a series of stories. It was amazing. It was like sitting around a campfire with a bunch of dorks sharing pictures of your adventures. Or uh, the dark idea when he did for Resident Evil 4 and just ripped on it the whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, so good. I mean, Mike, what boards were you on back in the day? Uh, mainly mod shit. Uh, mod DB, I, I kind of fucking scowled that for a long time, but uh, uh, mainly anything that got me to uh, like modifications for unreal or deus ex or unreal tournament um i did all of those uh we played i mean i was just kind of a little shit on the internet i did a lot of anime forums uh when i was really young back in the 90s i would sneak on to the internet i was not allowed to be on the internet because it was filled with pornography apparently so i went on the internet anyway and uh yeah i know my story is really interesting so uh, wow <laughs> goat just yawn <laughs> no help it i know yeah, yeah. goat's really tired he worked really hard today nonstop. his eyes are glassed over he is very tired so i'm only just picking but um yeah so we i went to like a lot of unreal modding things it's where i kind of cut my teeth on like 3d modeling was just like through that old engine and uh, yeah, we'd make stuff in levels like penises. I, I did, I was a little shit in the internet. So what I'd do is I'd go and find people's maps that they would make and I would try to make them so you could play them online or I would see something in it I didn't like and I would air quotes fix it for them, which oh. were really rude. So I would, t I'm like, oh wow, this map's great except for this, 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 and this. So instead of posting about how terrible it is, I take their map and then fix all the issues I had with it and then give it back to them like, here you go. And I'd put it like version two fixed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was not a very nice person back then. <laughs> I was, I just assumed that like, cause I, I, where I grew up, everyone was like really rough. So it was like, I assumed the internet was like that, but I was talking to a lot well, of Europeans who were like, who is this rude American coming on to us? And you're like, Unreal <laughs> just imagine you come up and you're, you're some like middle-aged European banker. <laughs> and, and, and you have a family yeah, and you have a kid a, uh, and you have a Volvo and you come home from a long day at work and you're like, I would like to build an interesting map to share with my community. I was friends with a French Canadian middle-aged lawyer back then who was into mapping as well. And yeah. I did the same thing to him. But the thing is, he never really flinched. He was like, well, oh, okay. He's yeah, he never flinched. He went, oh, okay. And then just ignored whatever I fixed and went and played his own thing. But yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you come home and then it's just like ready to play some unreal or something yeah and then cleveland mike is waiting there for him like sup crowend yeah. yeah it was i straight up have been using the same online name forever i know my I know. Po my posts online are pretty cringe uh, <laughs> gypsy oh. what about you because i never really got integrated into like brazilian online communities i always like used american sites in part because i wanted to stay in touch with that while i was living in brazil what was it like for in, in like um, Argentinian or like you know Spanish language sites? I mean, depending on well, how much you did. My 
Yeah, that's a bit complicated because my first experiences in the internet were in the early 2000s and Same. mostly I was in more international waters. Mm -hmm. I used to frequent this, this emulation, emulation forum called Emudesk. And I've been there. Yeah, I know that one. You, yeah, that was one of those one of those places where you could find basically ROMs and yeah. emulators and all that sort of stuff. And I mostly uh, frequented the, the the writing section. So there was like a microcosm of people who basically wrote shitty fan fiction like me, and we commented in each other's yeah. uh, stories. And then I moved to DeviantArt. And then I remember mm. this particular thing that we used to get invited by, by someone who set a forum. And that forum was basically like a role-playing story. But uh, most of them didn't really have mechanics. You just uh, had the, the off-topic forums to discuss things, and then you had like a story. And everyone will pick up where the last uh, person came from. I, I so did that I too, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was like an, an anime type of story. I made my super edgy OC character. Mm -hmm. OC Donut Steel. Yeah, he was named Deathclaw, like the fucking Fallout enemies. Mm. And I also remember I, I assumed that one of the... The other characters that wasn't mine will take a lot more punishment than it could take because uh, it, it, he, this guy was writing uh, a pair that was one vampire that's really was really hard, really hard to kill and one human. I assume both of them were human, so I fucking wrecked my character, fucking wrecked the fucking human, and they got really mal with me because I basically took another character and I did whatever I wanted to them. And, mm, yeah, uh, that was that, a no-no. That was really, really yeah. humiliating for me. They, they were really, really mad at me. And the other was a Howard's um, role-playing thing. So everyone will will basically uh, play as a student, and everyone will post and and take things again, like, like the other person left their left the, the the story thread. And I remember I didn't want to be Hufflepuff. So I basically told the, the admin, oh, I, I don't mind being any house, but I really, had the, I really hate the color yellow. Please don't make me go Hufflepuff. A Hufflepuff, yeah. I want to be a fucking loser. <laughs> I mean, there, are there people that, oh, want, that sought that out? Yeah. Huh. There are people who are, yeah. It's... Yeah, I, I remember my old days, in, I think it was, it was a, a Harry Potter forum, I remember. I really used to love the franchise back then. I never, uh, I never got that yeah, far into Harry Potter. I just read the books. Yeah, there used to be uh, before Rowling went off the deep end. Yeah, before the yeah. With all the unnecessary details. Before Rowling went off the deep end and became psycho. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I love the idea in my head. I'm trying not to die out just die laughing but i love the idea of because rowling has done so many weird retcons of mm -hmm. just no of course that person was black or no that person was like crippled or no that person was always invisible or whatever yeah whatever um i just think it'd be funny if she really lost her mind like she became obsessed with the or let's say she's obsessed suddenly with the plight of addicts yeah. So she's like, no, really, it's an allegory. All the Harry Potter kids are just ODing in a basement somewhere. 
Like this is all the shit they're imagining. Hmm. And it's all fake. Like she just I, I the lawns are actually heroin needles. Right. Like uh, she tries to connect all these dots that don't exist because obviously these books were written by someone in a different frame of mind. Yeah. Somebody who really wanted to try to make a children's book. And, sure. And then yeah. as they got older and more rich. Yeah, more money was brought in. It was well, like the ego door floodgates were just open. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Look at look at Jeff Bezos when he first started off. I know. You can see like, him driving his fucking Corolla or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he looked like somebody's math sub-teacher. Welcome to Amazon.com with a little we fucking banner. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you look you look at him now and he's like Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's looking at us through the glass floor of his hover ship, which has got like drop pods with like ninjas in it and shit. Yeah, he's carpet bombing us. He's, yeah. he's basically on his way to becoming a doom-like boss. Yeah. You know, I it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, he's I like, opened portals to hell so we could guarantee same day delivery. He's like that guy, uh, the doctor from Doom Three, where he's just like, Doctor, he's like, trooper. I'm clearly not an evil man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy clearly looks like Satan. He he looks like a skull. Trust me, doctor, you'll get your research. <laughs> like he was, he was close <laughs> to just doing like an evil laugh. He looked like a corpse yeah. that had been left in the shower. <laughs> like he did not he did not look like a good guy. Nobody in Doom 3 looked nice. No. Now, everybody in Doom 3 looked like they were like oh, potatoes. God. Yeah. Yeah. But back then that was like the the highest fidelity cuz like oh my god, those sharp ass shadows are so dark. So okay, we it's have the best horror Doom 3 is the best survival horror game that the Doom franchise ever made. <laughs> It's a different game. It's uh, literally like it's. If they it's they could have just called it "Boo, scary aliens in space." They could have called it the like the Ghosts of Mars experience or yeah. whatever, um, or what Ghosts of Mars should have been. Yeah, you know, uh, what Carpenter didn't make. Yeah, but, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> John Carpenter is very hit or miss, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doom, Doom Three is like really, really weird because you have this aspect of everything is dark uh, you have to alternate between your weapons and and light and your lighter it's, it's for example you go through a corridor it's really dark the thing oh slow lumbering enemies and then suddenly they pull a 90 streak on you and they lower the walls behind you yep they yeah out so of nowhere it becomes like, like a really, doom game <laughs> Yeah, so, so that suddenly you are, you are exploring, everything is dark, everything yeah. is atmospheric, and boom, action. Action is like, 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 like they stapled uh, uh, an old map, old map design from from the, the prior generation yeah. in the new engine. Well, they were, they were, all the map designers for that, like, came from that era, like the old Unreal and Doom the one, era. The but, one thing I don't like about Doom 3, like, the darkness in Doom 3 was great. The problem is... I hate how they treated the darkness. I hate it. Yeah, the the flashlight to shotgun mod that was the best thing. To well, that right, whole game. right, right. But when when I say I hate how they treated the darkness, the darkness becomes an element of your game, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at like Dead Space, oxygen becomes part of the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, the literal atmosphere of the game. If you turn because, off the music in Dead Space, it's way better. Yeah. Oh yeah, because all the sounds and everything else. Yeah, they built a great atmosphere, but well, the, I feel like the music really took they, away from that. They built a great atmosphere because sound was so important. Mm-hmm. So as you're running around in a vacuum, you suddenly feel very, very scared. 
And it's not because of a number taking down. It's because all you can hear is your breath and you see horrors coming near you, not making any noise. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? And it it creates that wonderful sense of panic. When darkness becomes one of the elements of your game and you give me such shitty ways to deal with it, that's 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 the one hang up I had about Doom Three. I'm fine with it being kind of a horror game. I'm fine with it being yeah. more story driven. I love the design you know. of Doom Three. It was just the very, execution. Was, yeah, the, like, it, yeah. It, I, I, I at one point I was like I missed the twitch shooter Doom. Well, and the weird thing is is again I I feel that it was many places being pulled in many directions. Yeah. Um, but the one the one thing that stands out to me is. Again, the darkness. If you want to mm-hmm. look at how a game treats darkness well, look at Metro, hmm. where you have night vision goggles, but they have their limitations. You have your headlamp, but it requires power. Well, do you want to be seen or do you want to go in the dark? Well, you can make the place dark. You can work in the dark. There are benefits to the dark, but the dark is also scary. It's also dark. Mm-hmm. You can't see what you're doing that well. So that's a game that says, okay, I'm going to create an environment and I'm going to add benefits and minuses to working in that environment to where I can say, for example, like in Far Cry, as you may remember in Far- the Far Cry series, when you could suddenly get in that little wingsuit, we add an element to the game. There's a verticality element. Well, allowing the players to play in that element at a heightened risk is interesting. The darkness in Doom 3 was just annoying. Well, here's the thing, too. I didn't get a chance to really enjoy the darkness because I had to turn all the shadows off. Because <laughs> I was running on, like, I, I went to go look it up because I was going to make sure I get the name right, but it was an AT, ATI Radeon. Uh. And at the time, I felt like I had the best graphics card because at that point, I'd never really bought a graphics card. So I was right. like, I'm going to play Doom 3 and Battlefield 2. And I go to play it and the shadows are still slowing the game down. So I was like, I guess the game will just have to be tinted dark. Yeah. Because all the shadows were turned off. Well, and that's the problem is the darkness is is an element, but it's not used well. Yeah. So, for example, one of the things that I think really stood out in Doom 3 is I loved exploring the logs. I loved exploring what happened. I I love that part in Doom 3 when you went to hell. Yeah, that was one of the coolest looking versions of hell at that point. Oh, yeah, it was so creepy. But... One of the things that really stands out is that you go into hell and you find where they have sent scientists through yeah. hell. And they have like a little base camp and there's like little notes where they're going. When I did when I first yeah. played that, I was like, I'm glad that they somebody played Half-Life One and yes. was just like, This is a th- this is this is genius. Yeah. And I, I love where yeah. they send scientists through like Stargate. You know, yeah. like, oh, we found, oh, this thing's moving out there. I if it was Stargate, friendly. they would be like, welcome to hell. And it's still British Columbia. The trees are just slightly burnt or something. No, they just tinge the whole <laughs> thing. What, red? Yeah, they just make the sky red or something. Oh. Yeah, and then fucking O'Neill comes out. He's like, well, this doesn't look like the kind of place that I'd pop up for a barbecue. Uh, Dow the gay, let's get out of here. And then they try to, they'd have a problem. And then dialing. the music starts. Yeah. And then one of them burst into flames or whatever. Yeah. But no, I mean... The other thing I remember about old internet mm-hmm. is the internet before normie net. Like, I remember when the internet started to leak. Okay, well, what's some examples of normie net so people can have a frame of reference? I, I'm going to tell you exactly when the internet started to leak. Okay. And, and this this is the time because people... Well, the leak aside, but what is... Sorry, what is... A, I, I like tap toe. Uh, what is 
What is NormiNet? NormiNet is the current iteration of the internet. Okay, and like what examples are you talking about? Thank you for asking. Facebook, Twitter, 9gag, Imgur, Reddit. These these are the publicly accessible, friendly, polite, okay. and you won't get your shit pushed in part of the internet. Okay. I am not saying the dark net is the good internet. So normie net. I've identified normie. Normie net, net is identified. Okay. Right. So now um, so now I cuz thing is I know like Eight, like 80 to 90 percent of the people listening know exactly what you said when you meant normie net but i'm saying it for the 10 percent who are like well, what does that mean all right yeah. so publicly accessible public friendly like it's you wouldn't like you'd say shit there that you'd say in real life i mean kind of i wouldn't people wouldn't say the shit they say on twitter and they'd get their ass kicked but oh yeah dude you you would get an ass don't even look at my twitter twitter man Your i talk twitter my twit my twit did i say twitcher it's my twitcher yeah, yeah. twitcher yeah don't even look there, man. I talk so, so much mad so shit. I'll tell you when the internet started to leak. Okay. The internet started to leak when I went to a Target and saw them selling Rage Face on a binder. Oh, you're talking about like 2008, 2009? When smartphones <laughs> became a thing. Yeah. It's part of the reason. I, people- I struggled. Well, I, I chose not to get a smartphone for a long time. Because I was like, I grew up in an era where I didn't have like a cell phone period, mm-hmm. like to even call somebody. So I was just like, well, I didn't have one because I didn't, I couldn't afford one. And I was like, well, there's a phone in my house. I'll just go and call them when I need something. And people got annoyed with me around that era because I was still like, I have like a flip phone and they're like, oh, dude, just text me and I call them up. And and people to this day still get mad when yeah. you call them. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, no, I want to send weird emoticons. They want to sit there and think about res- what the response is going to be. And I'm like, no, I want to catch you right in the fucking act of whatever you're doing right now so you could talk to me. Well, it's not only that. <laughs> that sounds fucked up. No, but it's true because when you're when you're texting back and forth, I've seen so many fucking fights. I've seen friendships in. I've seen relationships in. Because, you're lo- because you lose context people, in text. Yeah, because people are writing each other and i'm like that's why i call people when i have a problem with pick up the phone blah 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 hang up it's in okay so how how many wars in history has been started by poorly written letters uh well the zimmerman telegram that's one (laughs) um (laughs) there's okay you have to understand that communications in uh military strategy is is really fun okay so let me give you a brief tangent before i get back to normie net okay Battle of Tannenberg, World War One. The uh, the Germans have become very enamored with this thing called radio. Uh, they can send messages over radio, and they can receive messages over radio. Mm-hmm. And they've learned that other people with radio receivers can do similarly. So it's it's good to use things like you know cryptography. So when you say I'm going here, you're not really going there. So if people are listening, they don't similarly hear this and interpret it and then beat your ass. So the Battle of Tannenberg, you have these two Russian generals that like hate each other. So one starts transmitting his orders in the open to get the other one killed. And it works because the whole German army is like, surely he's not just trolling this guy with a message out in the open. Surely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You should go check on it, though. Yeah, Battle of Tannenberg. Fucking route. So, yeah, messages in war can be very interesting. But speaking back to um, normie internet. So when I started to see the rage face and all that other stuff, emoticons suddenly start to pop up 
on t-shirts on yeah the iphones it, i think it was like iphone two or three was just like really popular and yeah. people were like like that was the first phone for a lot of people to like actually use a like an instant messenger yeah because at that point we'd all been using instant messengers at the, that point but that was the first time for the majority of people oh yeah i know um i mean shit i'd, I'd been using instant messengers since like irc chat you know yeah yeah, back in the day. yeah irc msn uh icq uh yahoo i mean yeah I've, I've used all those i just asked jeeves to talk for me ask jeeves no i'm kidding <laughs> anyway ask him to find a new job hey, um hey, so yeah poor butler anyway poor butler. but no i i remember when that started to leak and then i i was so mad because people like my sister were sitting there going like have you seen this thing oh <laughs> it's so funny all my friends are laughing at it i was like bitch i was looking at that a decade ago and i realized that the internet now had layers you know yeah. and it's it's like the deep dark internet is the deep black abyss you don't go there yeah it will crush you but if you dive deep enough, you'll find some of the cursed shit, but not too cursed, not too cursed. You can right. deal with some of them. But when you come up to the light, it's it's just a bunch of kids peeing in the pool. There's yep. there's nothing there. It's boring. I miss the old Internet. Well, here's here's the other thing, too, because um, I'm not I'm not against open accessibility for people to No, neither am I to I join mean, into these communities and, I'm, and shit posts with the rest of us. No, I'm I'm not against that. You just again. OK, so here's what I'm trying to say before you before you make that thought. So I'm not against any of those things, but I do see your point that when people are going onto the internet or, or let's say you, you have something you really like, let's say Battletech. Oh, I love became, Battletech. Became I, I know mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> became mainstream. Okay. Quote won't unquote. happen, but go ahead. You say it won't happen, but let's say it does. Yeah. It, became, it became mainstream, let's say like 2007, 2008. Would it have ruined Battletech for you? Most likely. And that's the only, the only reason why it, is because when a majority of people start getting into something, a business, and we've all experienced this yes. as kids growing up as well. Yeah, we have. The company will then try to just cater to the wider general audience and not to the niche things that you enjoyed about it. Well, right. And, and you're absolutely right. And it makes that. you feel like you're alienated. It feels like you're left alone. It doesn't feel like you fit in anymore. Well, it's it's the N plus one rule. Like, 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 like the, yeah. well, it's, it's like the Black Pants Legion. It's the yeah. N plus one rule. Like, we have a certain limit on how many people we let in. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because if I let in 100 people a month. Yeah. And 100 people a month, 100 people a month, 100 people a month, 100 people a month. The community I had of everyone who knew each other, who'd gone to meet each other, mm-hmm. who's met up in real life with each other, who's gone to the BPL meetups, who look out for each other, who game together. If you let in 100 new people a month and just keep adding to that, mm-hmm. none of those people know each other anymore. No, none of those people. It, it's like too many new faces. I, I don't. Nobody knows what the culture is anymore because everyone comes and brings their own input and insight. And so that there's, which, not, an, there's not an adjustment period, right? There need. That's what we do in the BPL. We have an adjustment period where because everyone brings something to the whole. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. But it's, but it's in a pace that's more, you know it's able for the community to catch up and feel more at home well, instead of it being like everyone jumps on Reddit it's, it's and then almost, like right. takes a dump. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot like making soup. Yeah. See if, if you suddenly go, all right, I've, um, I got my meat in there with my, with my butter and I'm frying up that meat. 
Okay, I'm frying up that meat at the bottom of the pan. I'm adding a little bit of flour. I'm going to make a roux. Okay, we add a little bit of flour. Da, da, da. The last thing I do at this stage is go, oh, yes, now I will add four gallons of water. Mm-hmm. You can't dilute what you're working with. No. No, little bit by little bit. Yeah. You know, it's Change comes in small incremental changes it's some, good change <laughs> well i was gonna well change in general, general. Always, yeah it, anyone who tries to force change in a very quick way will only meet disaster and resentment and yeah beware be careful what you try to enact people so like for instance it's a, one of my favorite bill burr things he said this a long while back where he just said you know give me a fucking second yeah give me yeah because someone tried to check him on like gender and he was just like He's like, yeah, I agree with you. You, I want to call you whatever you want, but give me a fucking second. I was just calling you he like a second ago. Yeah. And then like, because people were jumping down his throat because he's a big, you know, he's a face on the internet and he's got all this clout and shit to their oh, eyes. Of and course. All that. And people are like, I'm going to ring my bell and make yeah. this man squirm. Yeah. And, and basically, basically just give people a fucking second because the rest of us, we have no problem, you know, assuming you're not like super fucked up and murdering people or used to we're pretty good at like incrementally adjusting to another person's personality and not like we may never fully accept everything that another person brings to a table but we can still accept the person well of course and i've i've kind of talked about the dangers and effects of rapid culture change um in in response to space station 13 where you suddenly add huge tides to this community it can end up better or worse, but you're drowning it right now. You know, Um, it's, I, or I've, I've heard it. I've heard it said best by a farmer. He said, if you've had a drought for a long time, sometimes the worst thing you can have is torrential rain. Yep. (laughs) Because he said, it'll wipe everything out. (laughs) Yes. And he says, even though it's what you want, even, even though it's what you want, even though this little niche thing that you discovered and a few other people discovered and you mm-hmm. feel validated that you found it and all the other people you you all know each other. It feels great, you know, to be a member of this kind of underground yeah. thing that you've, you know, maybe always enjoyed, but up to that moment didn't know you enjoyed. Yeah. You know, so you're like, oh, wow, man. And you form this little bond on the early internet. And then all of a sudden over the course of a year, year and a half, accessibility goes through the roof on fucking internet. And again, I am not against accessibility to information or what have you. I mean, I'm a fucking librarian. Yeah. But <laughs> the the thing is, is that when you have this rapid flood into that, you have all these people who are going, I too enjoy this. And it's suddenly like trying to invite 80 people to your D&D game. Is it still your D&D game? Well, sure, but a lot of the old players have hung up and left and all the new players are shitting on your couch and yelling at each other because they don't know how dice work. I guess like I, for me, the bigger question is how do you, I'm starting to sound like NPR out of nowhere. So how do you, <laughs> the bigger question, uh, the bigger question. So my bigger is question is butterflies. we all mourn some of the things that we miss from our past you know my unreal community the old 4chan the old doom community whatever you were into we all mourn those things because we were there at the time and it was great and we remember those things as great because they impacted us and changed us into who we are slightly not always but enough to make us remember it enough to feel good right but how do you go from you know mourning something this like this and remembering to not obsessing 
Like, how do we learn not to obsess over something that happened so long ago in our minds, well, but was how, really how not that not long be, ago? Well, what you're saying is, how do you become not trapped by mis- nostalgia? Exactly. How do you not become trapped by the nostalgia of, of an experience that you had right. okay. when you were younger? Yeah. Well, see, here's the problem with that. Welcome to getting older. Because every old person I've met goes, man, back in the 50s, I had a car with wire wall tires and I had four doors for more whores and you could go down to the pharmacy and get quaaludes <laughs> and you could drink and drive and gas was leaded and Chinese people were trying to blow up the moon with the moon laser. And, you know, they just go on and on and on about how great the past was. This is normal. It is normal, but what I'm saying is, is like, how do you not make that so obsessively? Like, I, I only think about the nostalgia. I only well, live in the nostalgia. Here's how you do this: you tell the stories of the past, like what I do. I yeah. tell, I constantly is it, people in the BPL because know it, this. Cause I, this is con- the perfect time in our lives to build a better habit to not become that old man who just sits there and sh- shakes his fists at the cloud. Are you, know? you kidding me? I hope to be that old man who shakes his fist at the cloud. I hope to be that old man who has flashbacks to wars he wasn't in. <laughs> hey, that's fair I, enough. I, I I want to I want to dress Holy shit. I want to dress in a civil war uniform. Yeah. And be like <laughs> Run up the battery, Major. They're breaking through the stony field. And then shoplift like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> yeah. there is no way they're taking 98-year-old grandpa to jail. I'd be like, you know, they, they'd be like, sir, are you going to pay for those? No, I ate them. And then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk out the door with like a ton of Gouda. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm full of cheese, bitch boy. I bite. Then ah. <laughs> just fall out. Um, but no, I, but, but like if you were trying to build a better habit toward not being someone who's trapped by nostalgia, because that's not even just like an old man thing. That's something even people in their early 20s do. Well, here's what I would say. Try to build constantly better memories. And, and then you run the danger of trying to like one up yourself, you yeah. know, but Try to constantly build better memories Um, because, you know, I'm a guy who's had a hard life. I have had to restart three or four times over completely Mm -hmm. from scratch. That is to say, you know, I've lived in my fucking car. Dude, my life is a flooded Chevy. I get it. (laughs) But but that's what I'm saying is like I've had to restart so many times in my life. So there's parts where I look back and I go, oh, man, wasn't that great? And then my brain will go before the dark times. (laughs) you know and so my mind reminds me having that as contrast is a lot like alan watts said where he says god is big and she is black and he describes god the concept of god as being this giant black backdrop of Mm -hmm. misery and horrible shit and that way when you look at the small events of your life you go oh wow you know that shared meal was really special i'm glad i took the time out yeah. of my day to do that you know and if you look at things in that contrast you realize that there's always good times yeah. there's always bad times you just got to try to constantly build those positive memories going forward so you don't look back to a golden age i mean think about it this way mike you have to have optimism you have to look to the future mm-hmm. and you have to go you know what in our lifetime, we're probably going to see AI. Yeah. The technological singularity. I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, having to fight our machine overlords. So Sweet. I'm, I Sign am, me up. Yeah. Give me an FAL. Sounds kind of neat. Yeah. 
looking forward to it. You see, there's a, that's the other thing is like I I don't have like a bleak view of the future. I have kind of an indifferent view of the future. I really hope for good things to happen. I just hope for things to happen generally, <laughs> because the thing is, is like what makes life interesting. And why I feel like people get trapped in nostalgia or get stuck in like or like the MMO crew who just kind of like get stuck playing the same game, hoping with the next patch, the next expansion or whatever. It's well, gonna, yeah, it's it's, it's paying, gonna bring them back to that first well, day. It's paying for Groundhog Day. Yeah, because that's are, perfect. I like that. You, paying for Groundhog Day. Well, it's it is. It's you are paying a subscription and you are paying your time to relive the same events over and over and over again. But the problem is, is that you have these well worn paths of you know uh dopamine receptors in your brain and yeah. by constantly rubbing the same ones for video game you ain't gonna get much out of that lamp now are you no it's all wished out hey like honestly just trying new things and going out those all sound like general like health advice people give just because they don't want to talk to you but like le- legitimately going out and trying and doing things well here's, here's while it's I'm, it can you can fall on your face a thousand times you get up and you keep trying different things it's you're gonna find stuff that's you're gonna, gonna find like, something you don't suck at and yeah. and and that might be a new skill that might be a, something you can market and that might be something that makes someone else's life a little better you yeah know? so here's what i'm going to recommend to all of you for all of you out there who are stuck in the nostalgia of the past or saying, oh man, those were the days and now sucks. I'm going to challenge you fucks. I'm going to challenge each and every one of you fucks out there who says this is who I am. I want you to go onto the internet and I want you to go join a forum. I want you to go join a discord. I want you to go join something and be social. I want you to go force yourself to be social because most of the time I find when people look back and they go, oh, that was a good time. Oh, that was a good time. Oh, that was a good time. They're always by themselves when they say it. Yeah. It's because you feel isolated. A lot of people don't realize this, but the lockdown has kind of brought this out of us, you know, because. Yeah. That's so, kind of why I brought it up, because I was yeah. thinking of that. No, I was I was thinking of that, too. So, guys, like, the, go ahead and um, shit, fire up Google and go to the uh, Everything Battletech. That that's that's a forum yeah. and a Discord. Huge community. You know what? Go download Megamech. That's free. You can play Battletech Tabletop free on that. Go ahead and download Megamech. And you might and run into people that you don't like and you're gonna run into situations that are gonna be horrible or right, scary for right. you. But those will be interesting stories at the end of the day, and that's yeah. something that your life honestly fucking needs is an yeah, interesting play, story. Those are the pl- things that you think about when you nostalgia. Uh, right, exactly. Go play Battletech Tabletop versus Strangers and come up in your head your own worst story for it. Yeah. Like, do something new and creative and different. That's why I always, like, whenever we do tabletop, I'm always doing something weird, random, and, like, I have a ton of thoughts when I'm playing. Like that whole pizza box thing we did with Ricky the other night. That was hilarious. I caught Tex off guard as a DM for the, I think, for the first time I've ever seen him, like, go, what? Yeah. Because I took a pizza box, and I was like, all right, I'm going to take this old dusty pizza box I found in the trash, what were you yeah, we, then you put the two grenades with the pins pulled out. Yep. Yeah, that was... And really, I was like, all right, I'm going to deliver this air quotes pizza to the bad guys at their front door. Like, knock, knock, knock. Primark pizza. Primark pizza. Yeah, I was just like making a song and everything. Yeah, and then you just whip it in. I didn't and even... And then close the door. They opened the door and immediately I just throw it in and close the door. <laughs> yeah. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really need the pizza box. I was just... 
it was fun. Yeah, it it's it spiced up the evening. Yeah. Good so, job. So here's here's a question. You just do fun cool you just kind of make up fun goofy things and try not to be too disruptive, but you know. So I've I I have some idea for some cursed cursed questions for all of us. Okay. Um first of all, this was something we were talking around earlier on the couch uh, a few days ago. While we were putting together uh, the Marauder episode, we were like fucking exhausted. Ideas. Yeah. These were probably just best labeled as ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my question. If monster girls and stuff from D&D were real, like mm-hmm. all of the races of blah, because the Internet always brings this up. They this always is, do. This yeah. is an old TG meme. Of course. Of, you know, what would you do with monster girls alive in the w- world? You know, and Goat brought up, and I thought this was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. He's like, nobody wants a cat girl girlfriend. And I said, why is that, Goat? Because I want to know how he's thinking. Goat, would you please go off on the rant? Okay, if you're going to combine like the as- like the personality aspects, like the mental aspects of a cat with the human girl, I mean, like cats basically are autistic already. And this isn't like, and if somebody's going to be like, oh, Goat hates autistic. No, fuck you. Um, but it's like, <laughs> imagine like, you know, you got your girlfriend you live in. And beyond, like, you know, the usual issues with, like, having a girlfriend, they'll do the shit cats do. So they'll, like, whine at you for food. They'll, like, <laughs> they'll, like, when you're trying to do shit, they'll be, like, all affection and wanting shit for you. But if you want to show, they're going to just, like, fuck off. So you're already describing a lot of women who aren't even cats. Right? Yeah, I know. But it's, like, <laughs> but this is, like, this is, like, guaranteed behavior. Like, yeah. you're at sleep, and then it's 3 a.m., and you just hear, like, yeah, you just hear little <laughs> of them like zooming across so, the living yeah, room. Yeah, my, my girlfriend runs around the house at three in the morning. <laughs> I open the door you're to des- go to back to Dude, my... You're describing men and women out there who already exist doing that shit. I don't know about running around at three in the morning, dude. But yes. Like, I open, you, know, you open the door. Hold on, Gypsy. What are you saying? Yeah. You know, that's why dog ears will be superior. <laughs> oh. le- ready. Loyal. That's, that, that's it. No more discussions. Sit, you stay there. You just, so you just, oh, so you just want somebody who's subservient to you? Is that what you're saying? No, I want someone to <laughs> shut up when I tell them to shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, but no, I, I I just think it's fucking hilarious that we were talking about that because I because yeah. yeah, Mike put that line like send goat goth cat girl girl. Oh yeah, yeah that's we, right. That's where that came from. Yeah. We're we're already we're already describing men and women who do dumb shit like that already. So Yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's I the dated kind of, I dated a girl who did that. What? Ran around the house at three in the morning. Holy shit! No, knocking at my door at three in the morning. Oh, worse than that. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you meant she was doing the cat girl stuff. Like that only lasted thing, two like weeks. Scratching the walls and shit. <laughs> only la- that only lasted two weeks. <laughs> I broke it off. But yeah, she was a uh, a very high energy. Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah. Well noted. Um, I I also had a another as we called it a high idea. Um, okay. I had a theory years ago. Mm-hmm. Years and years and years ago, there was a. I, I was watching PBS. I was watching PBS in the middle of the day. For some reason, I was home in the middle of the day and I was watching PBS in the middle of the day. Now, PBS has not a very wide viewership on American television, as, as some would think. I mean, sure, they put it on in some homeschool houses and. 
sure it's watched it had, it had millions you know. of viewers it was just not like it wasn't something people constantly like published about like they weren't no, like saying like pe- people, look at all the viewers on P- pbs people, had a huge viewer base yeah but I, i'm saying like modern pbs modern oh yeah yeah modern if PBS, people don't watch tv anymore yeah exactly modern pbs people will tune in and go oh ken burns vietnam is on pbs oh i yeah let's all watch pbs and then like a week later they forget it exists yeah. right because no one wants to watch like the history of the buffalo nickel part nine um so <laughs> people don't so um what i think is really kind of funny is in the middle of the day our local pbs station was showing just very 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 discount bob vila Mm. you know it was just some handyman going around doing stuff and i thought in my head there's got to be like three or four dozen people watching this right now at all yeah like, you are know, you talking about local station PBS or are you talking like uh, America? Like, no, like local station. Okay, local station is a little bit different. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to yeah. understand. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Cleveland's so, got some pretty notorious local TV celebrity shit. So I get it. Yeah. So here's the thing I was thinking in my head PBS probably bought a lot of this footage, a lot of these shows. Mm hmm by the pound you know they they they, they probably didn't pay much if anything i don't think them. yeah i was gonna say i don't think pay much or if anything if, if so a lot anything. of it was donated yeah so i'm thinking that there's no way in hell an editor sat down and scrubbed through all this shit and made sure it was good i i so i in my head concocted this idea that you're watching let's say you're watching pbs in the middle of the day and it's some like some guy is like farmer bills farm, you know, and he's showing how all the farm machinery works or what have you. Imagine he's just sitting there, the camera's set up and rolling and he's up on the roof and he's like, here's how you nail roof and you know, a tar roof. And he slips and falls off and he just hits the ground motionless and just makes gargling noises. The camera doesn't move and no one does anything. And you realize, Oh my God, I just watched someone die. And the reason is, is you, 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 so you go look it up later and you're like, oh my God, this guy died. And you find that there's all this curse shit that some shit poster meme lord of an editor put on the air in the middle of PBS in the middle of the day because he's like been desperate to get fired. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. So it would be, like, yeah. yeah. So you would have like, um, some other show where he's like, here's the joys of painting. And all he draws is swastikas. You know, it's like a real, like the guy's like lost his fucking mind. Like he, yeah. he, he just draws Hitler. Well, here's the thing. Th- those kinds of things will happen once or tw- if lucky twice, because some old lady is going to dial into the local station and complain. It doesn't even matter if he's drawing swatches. He could be drawing a beautiful mountain like Bob Ross. Yeah. And, and she'll call and complain. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah that, that mountain's too dark. You, you won't yeah. overestimate <laughs> how many people would like, they'd have no, com- they don't know what a computer is practically. I know. I know they, but they, and, I, and I was also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to, but they'll call and complain. Well, um, it, if you want to see stupid, if you want to see stupid TV, like really stupid TV, uh, watch C-SPAN when they allow people to call in. Oh yeah, because that is the best <laughs> shit. <laughs> they let people call in. 
He's like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have a question for the representative of Kansas. Suck my balls. And then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and because it's C-SPAN, they censor nothing. Yeah. So it they'll just be sitting there. All right. Next caller. Yeah. And they'll be like, uh, next caller. Uh, you'll be the speaking industri- with them. Yeah. So, so someone will be like. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the humor. And then it keeps going until they cut them off. Yeah. yeah. No. There was uh, one guy who started saying like, am I on? Am I on? And they're like, uh, yes, sir. You're on with uh, the senator from Vermont. And he goes, yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. And he got like three good foghorn out before they cut him off. Yeah. And they just like look dead into the camera. They're like, next caller. Like, and it is so good. If you ever need a pick me up, C-SPAN, call in. Yeah. C-SPAN, probably call a compilation in. on YouTube. Oh, there, yeah, there are. And they are like, you will die laughing i mean we we do it no justice to imitate it it is it is so fucking funny i was gonna say i have to bet that someone has called in uh, has called in there and say something on the lines of oh are we going to stop the famous terrorist sayadin hajimi yeah <laughs> <laughs> samuel al haid Oh man, oh, god i was gonna say you said like no editor would sit there and watch all that you underestimate how boring editors are. <laughs> like, you want to talk about, like, okay, card-carrying autist over here, right? Yes. You want to talk about an autistic profession? Editing, like, professional on-tape editing? Holy shit. Those people watched all of that shit. So, here's... here's and they, they always had a cigarette in their mouth. I don't care if they didn't smoke. Okay. It was just like they had to. <laughs> <laughs> just part of the job. They just watched it. And if a guy died... They still saw it. They just let it on. They're like, cool. Okay. Next. <laughs> so I was asked a question by a fan okay. via email. And no. I have forgotten until this very moment to ask you, Mike. Let's say you have been hired Shadowrun style. Okay. You've been a lot of money, whatever. Yeah. They come to you and they say, our team is going to break you in to the National Film Archives, and you are to digitally manipulate with a full editing everything, Mm -hmm. the master copy of Star Wars to utterly ruin it. Okay. You have 30 minutes. Oh, okay. To edit Star Wars to make it absolutely horrible. Why would I want... Yeah, I was going to say, which one and like, what are we talking about here? Episode four... Okay, so that would be the A New Hope. Yeah, and you have 30 minutes, and you're being paid like $50 million. This is Shadowrun. Yeah. Shadowrun is going to pay that much. Okay, it's yeah, optimal. A lot of money. In, yeah. Jesus. I would, no, 30 minutes, easy. All I have to do is just narrate the first 30 minutes of the movie, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. A microphone, record directly to the audio device. That's it. I'm narrating the first 30 minutes of the movie. Just straight? Just straight. Well, well, okay, give me an example of what this narration would sound like. Yeah, and I'll be like... I'm not doing that for another five minutes. Basically, it's a bunch of words on screen. Oh! 
Oh, okay, it's done. Oh, look at this cool shot of this spaceship. Too bad we would never see it again for the whole fucking movie. So, so and I'm like, just- pew, 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 boom, <laughs> boom. And then I have, Dar- I do like a Darth Vader. I'm like, hey, bitch, what's going on? <laughs> I'm Big Daddy Darthy coming right off of your choke, your shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'll be doing, I'm making horrible voiceovers. Oh my god. So you would basically you- a commentary track that you can turn off. Yeah, for 30 minutes. <laughs> then the rest of the movie continues like it didn't happen. I'll wait at the right end. I'll wait till right to the end. And it'll be like, all right, got to go fuck her in the pussy. And it would just cut it right out. The last the last end is just the sound of a microphone dropping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a fucking monster. You yeah. Know that? yeah, and it would be the original only copy they have in the archive. So they have no choice now. So when there's an apocalypse, they're just going to have this really fucked up version of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I think we broke text. <laughs> okay. Uh, since we're talking about edgy internet, <laughs> I have a challenge for you in that same vein, but this one's from me. <laughs> for the for the audience or for me? For you. Okay. <laughs> Schindler's list. Oh, you want me to do Schindler's list? Yeah. Um God, that was a tough. That's a tough one. To touch. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, okay, why are we giving me? Okay, first of I all, I'll take a serious movie that makes people like really emotional, but I won't take one based on real events. Okay, because I, I I don't want to touch the Holocaust with like a no, fifty foot. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying ha 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 Holocaust. Yeah, I know I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly Jewish, so I can't get away with that. <laughs> well, uh, part of my family is Jew, so that makes me Jewish. So you're uh, just gonna like what pass on a ticket to me that says I can do it? That's gonna help me when is, that it, a, is it a does it have a star on the ticket? <laughs> oh God! I read um, this movie one star, Mike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. Uh-oh. No. Oh, okay. So you, you fine, fine. Let's Something that's really emotional. I mean, there's a lot of movies out there that aren't based on real events that are really emotional. <laughs> okay. Emotional movie that Mike has to ruin. Hold on. <sighs> Let me think. Something that really just grips people's heartstrings. Uh, Forrest Gump. Okay. I, I would just start narrating the whole thing. At the first line, like he's sitting there on the bench. And yeah. He's like, sup, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, was, so I got this sweet-ass suit on, and I got chocolate. Here I am, Forrest Gump. They're having dialogue while I'm singing over it. And when they close their mouth, the song stops. I would just I would just make up weird stuff. So, like, they would have, like, the, the scene where they're fighting in World War II. I'm like, bow, 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 boom, boom. Oh, fuck, boom, shit, boom. <laughs> Boom! I smell popcorn. <laughs> Boom! And just that's the whole movie. It was just me, like, just I don't know. I, I would just have to take like a ton of cocaine or something and just like go nuts. No, it's I've never I mean, done cocaine, so that would be weird. See, if I had to ruin Can Schindler's, I say something oh yeah, please, real quick. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe you will have to cut this out of the episode, but um, I like two minorities combined into one, so maybe I have a pass here. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, you take Schindler's list, no? Mm-hmm. So basically, you do the same thing that South Park did for the Mormons. You just put a warning in there at the top. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. No, I was going to say, yeah, they can get away with that against the Mormons. I doubt, I doubt 
I doubt the Hebrew nation would appreciate me doing what South Park did, but with the Holocaust. They would disappear you using the Mossad like they did to <laughs> Mr. Gypsy's nice mis- next door neighbor, Mr. Hilter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, okay, yeah. it, I could, I could ruin, and I'm not talking about the Holocaust. I'm talking about a movie. Yeah. I know you're talking about a movie, but it's based on the Holocaust. It's hard to touch that subject. I could ruin that. I know. How are you going to ruin it? Easy. I'm going to bring with me the soundtrack to Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just put that under it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I th- and then you just sort of uh, what what? We just oh, we digitally edit. Yeah, we we digitally digitally edit Winona Ryder in there from Stranger Things, like that character she was playing. So she's always like with wide eyes, looking around with her mouth open at all the horrible shit. Oh my god! Like that guy that edited in that like My Little Pony character into photos of like. Jews like getting lined up against walls and shit. Oh, that's some internet edgy shit. That's yeah. that's like I'm like that's some light ass shit. I, I, uh, every time I go out, like okay, first of all, I got to say this. Anytime I'm editing BattleTech, and I'm like, God, I have to go onto the internet and look for an image because I can't find it in a source book. I go to Sarna first is my first place, and I look up what where they're talking about and what source book, and then I go to there and get the image from that source book if it exists. If it does not exist and it's not on Sarna, I have to go to Google Images. And I have to make sure I put in negative DeviantArt first and <laughs> foremost. Yeah. Which is how you, if you ever do Google any search terms, you put in a negative in front of the name. Uh, it gets rid of no that. Spaces. Yeah, no spaces. Omit occlude. Yeah, yeah. That's how you admit something out of a search engine if you didn't know. Um, so I do that. The first thing I do, because last thing I want to do is like, and this has happened. I'll find some really cool fucking mechs and shit on DeviantArt. And yeah. I go, fuck, I can't use it because it's somebody's OC shit. And it's, right. And, and, and they would either, they would d- want to charge you a thousand dollars or they would want to charge me a thousand dollars or they would demand they get to write their own character into something that's not, yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. Not all of DeviantArt. I know there's a lot of good no, artists I, on there. I but know there's, here's the thing. Yeah. Though. Like I know there are a lot of good artists out there that would just be pleased as punch. Someone even looked at their art, let alone showed it to the world. Yes. And, I, I know there are, I'm not trying to say all oh, artists are a bunch of bastards, but I've had to deal with a lot of crazy people who, when yes. you give them money, will try to bite it out of your fingers. So you're just like, oh, okay, let's be normal people here. Yeah. So like when I have to go and do these searches for these images, I'm always running across something like super like fucking cursed always. Oh yeah. I'm no. always worried that I'm going to run across. So like the Milo pony thing, Com- like battles at community you've got like so many of those fucking things i don't get it like if you're into it that's i'm glad for you i'm glad you found a way to connect the two for yourself but damn like the <laughs> like for me browsing the internet i'm like what the fuck i was, like i don't know I what i would okay i mean but i guess you could put my little pony in goddamn anything i mean uh, schindler's no. list apparently and oh, like yeah. fucking no Okay, my, yeah. here's here's my question. Artists, like, if you give them a fucking pen, they'll draw whatever curse shit you want if you've got <laughs> enough money. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you ask people why they do these things, it's called the yuppie Nuremberg defense, um, <laughs> which is the I have a mortgage, <laughs> you know. Um, so here's here's my next question. You, I'm going to ask the editors, you and Gypsy both, let's say you guys have to work as a team to thoroughly ruin Star Wars. Okay. You have one day. 
Oh, what were you going to say, Gypsy? Something not as funny, but really fucking devious. You take every little aspect of the film and you snotchy just a little bit just to make the whole experience uncomfortable. For example, you extend a scene just a bit too long. You extend <laughs> a song cue just a bit too long. You cut an audio piece just a little short. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking aspect of the movie. Yeah, that's that's actually perfect because then you would be like, da na 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 na. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be so uncomfortable um because people are like oh this shit broken yeah no and like we wouldn't put in new music like benny hill shit or anything like that because some people are like that that's like the quick and easy way no that's perfect you just edit little tiny things like that out i okay i it can can i suggest like it's like i thought we we're gonna go to power tashi station get some power converter <laughs> okay, I and then the I, uncle just sits there blinking for like a, a two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be blinking and slowly eating, and that sound of where he's like scraping in that bowl, yeah. just that very, really very loud. loud yeah. yeah, really loud. Um, I would make the starting. You see, look, started at his at his sons. And you forget to cut the part where he he say, they say cut. He just goes back where the camera isn't pointing, and you stay there in the scene. <laughs> Luke already got out to to I don't know to the fucking food court or something, and you keep in that frame. I <laughs> I I would love I would love to do the star scene where the star destroyers chasing the Corvette. Yeah. And just keep cutting back to that of them shooting back and forth like Battlestar Galactica. Oh man! <laughs> no, so ha for like the every between every line of dialogue in the intro where they're like, "Oh, they hit the reactor. That must be bad." Show that fight again. Just keep showing it. It show it from different angles. <laughs> Dude, if you just kept cutting that in and out of the movie, people were gonna be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of just like having R2-D2 instead of making beeps and boops he just straight up beatboxes the whole time <laughs> and they're like yeah I agree <laughs> I would my yeah, just like constantly just making the blasters just a bit too long I, I propose the, hit, the blaster hits and just two se two seconds later, you hear pew. <laughs> oh okay. no! Even better, he beatboxes, and you have uh fucking C three PO straight up rap. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, and it's Here's it's like legitimately fire or just like decent, you know, decent yeah. rapping, and you're just like holy shit. I I was okay. You auto tune three CPO. <laughs> auto tune. Yeah. Yes. So oh, he's man. singing like T-Pain? What what yes. key would we put him in if we auto-tuned him? G minor. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. My my <coughs> my instinctive thing is to say, one, I, I know we can't distribute this, but it'd be fun if we actually took, as just a fan thing for the BPL community, if we took a master copy. I forget what that copy was called. They pulled it off the, what was it? 
16 or 35 millimeter. I have no idea. Yeah, when they restored um, Star Wars, the de-enhanced edition. Yeah, where they had the original actors and original scenes and stuff that were originally in the movie in the theatrical release. Yeah, it's the um, it's the edition. The 77 theatrical. Basically a remastered 77 theatrical edition to where it looks as sharp as it can, but it's still everything it is. Nothing added, nothing replaced. Yeah. And it was all taken from film. They took it from film and they had to build a rig to do it and it was an editing project. I want to take a cut of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And redo all the audio of Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I think we could rewrite Star Wars and then recut it in our own way and do the BPL cut of Star Wars. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, I like the idea of just one for wrecking Star Wars. Like, we could do a cut of just to wreck it, just to yeah. make it really like a cursed cut of yeah. Star Wars. A so. YouTube poop feature film. Yeah. <laughs> you rotoscope it. Yes. It's a great idea. <clears throat> Mike, you know that the, the method Josh Galver uses to make his animations, remember? Yeah. You do that for Star Wars. Oh. That's who you totally ruin it. Okay. I think that would... No, that would be that would be a lengthy process, but yeah. If you're like all in on it, so that... Well. Yeah. Well, it's it's like the one idea Especially that... Especially if you do over the audio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I would love to rewrite Star Wars. You just have to put it on a channel by itself. So that way, if it gets taken down, it's like, oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, except I would dump it also on like 20 archives online. I'd be like, here's... Archive.org. My, yeah. yeah, I'd be like, here's my fan edit. Um, yeah. You can watch it if you want. And it's substantially different. Um, one of the things that I, I think would be funny is like you said, where you cut that fighting scene from the intro and you just keep putting it throughout the whole movie for no reason yeah this just sounds like turkish star wars hold on at the very end no people will like this one um at the very end it shows them all like um clapping and like here's your medal and da 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 and then the credits roll and the music starts doing it and that fight that battle is all behind the credits the whole time <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's a very good callback too. Yeah, and it, and it and it just gets louder and louder and louder till the whole sound is white barred. So it's like for no reason. I I, no I think reason. the end song, the the when they're in the, the ceremony, I would I would have somebody like a professional singer who does like opera do the entire song a cappella. Where they're like ba 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 and it sounds really really good and you're like why? Okay, Mike. Every time Chewbacca screams, just have someone go. That or uh, get some horrible noise. I mean, it just needs to be like a horrible, horrible noise. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh, no, I got I got it. You just every time he opens his mouth, he's like, oh, just make, him, just make him a banjo kazoo character. <laughs> Dumb shit like that. That would be hilarious. I mean, that would actually Lucas would probably have done that. Actually, that's <laughs> yeah. not like something he would have made. Yeah, Lucas would have been like, he talks in adorable cat noises. I'm like, hey, uh, you you're know, making Jim Henson roll around in his grave. You could harness the power from his revolutions. I suppose we could answer a few questions. Oh uh, boy. Okay. Okay. So this one's called brand loyalty, and when the dog bites the hand that feeds. 
Hi, Tex, Mike, and or any other guests you guys have on. Uh, my question is technically one question with two parts. Uh, the first part is, is there any company, you know, be it in cars, guns, whatever, that you guys are kind of ride or die for? Like, I'm a Ford guy. I love the Mustang and the Ford GT, stuff like that. And the second part of my question is, have you ever been bitten by being ride or die? Like, I was bitten by New World Interactive and how they handled Insurgency Sandstorm. Or are you guys smart enough to not trust a company? Uh, but yeah, love the show and love all you all the work you do. Thanks. Thank you. Um, ride or die for no. Um, I can't like nothing's yeah. coming to my mind because I really don't. No, like it's. I actually hate a lot of the stuff I use, like Premiere. Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's the thing is like I Adobe's a horrible company. I've heard I've heard it put best when you're actually a craftsman when you actually build stuff. Mm-hmm you look at the world through that lens and sadly I do. So all people would be like, Oh man, aren't these nice? And I'm like, yeah, it could be better. You know, I know I take that back. Hitman, no matter how shitty Hitman has ever been, I still enjoy it. So you ride or die for that company. Yeah. I don't know why. And they, and I'll say this, IO has made some really weird decisions, especially lately. It feels more like they're trying to be a triple a company that's self publishing. And, and I, I, you know, mad respect for them holding onto the character for, you know, since 2000. Yeah. But I, I don't really like where they're going with their stuff, but I still enjoy Hitman. I'm still going to play the newest ones whenever they come out. And and the same goes with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider's had horrible, like a few ups and a lot more downs, but I'll ride or die for Tomb Raider as well. I, so only two, only two pro uh, games I'll do that for. I mean, when it comes down to like the world of guns, there's a few companies I know who always do pretty damn good. Um, HK, you know, but you're going to pay for it. So mm-hmm. it's not like ride or die for them. It's a business thing. I look at a lot of stuff with very cold and detached eyes. Like I, I see them as appliances, you know, like yeah. a lot of my guns, I see them as appliances and the gun companies that I would ride or die for don't exist anymore. Well, aside from guns, what, what game series or what program or what, what will you go like, you know what? I've always bought this every single time, no matter how horrible it's gotten. I, I have dedicated literally now 13 years of my life being a cargo technician in a video game. So I will ride or die for space station 13. Yeah. I'll be there the day it dies. What about you goat? Nothing. Okay. I'm just horrible and nah. Yeah. Um. What about you, Gypsy? Well, uh, fabuloso. Uh, can you listen now? Goya. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I, uh, sorry, I turned off accidentally the the mic in mm. the in the headset. But um, I can't really think of funny companies I ever simp for. Mm. Um, I know one. Talking about video game. Oh, you're going to say it's software, no? Yes. I, I wouldn't say I'd simp for IO, but I definitely I definitely buy Hitman every fucking time it comes out. Yeah, that's the thing because yeah. I, for example, if you say it's software, it's software when when different <clears throat> directions several times you have the the classic era and John Romero left and there was Carmack at the helm and you got Doom Three, you got Rage. You got Quake 4, and they are not really horrible games, but they, they don't capture the magic of the, of the originals. Then Carmack left, and then you have the new era with Hugo Martin at the front, and the games are pretty fantastic. Mm. But um, since most of my experience with video games for most of my life has been pirating, I haven't really ever attached myself to a company. Yeah. yeah. So... 
It's not. That's it's not a co- as common, I guess. Familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting I, I, well, question, though. I was gonna say it's it's probably not as common, or there are a lot of things people will never admit to simping for. You know, there's, it's it's fair because there's a lot of things out there in your life that you probably don't even realize that you are ride or die for. Yeah. And and, and there are things yeah. you just won't admit because it's like it's not something you want to talk about, and that's fair. So yeah, it's I, I guess Ford would be the easy. That's like an easy one to say I ride or die for because you literally I, ride it. You're yeah, in and it you can d- and you will die in it because it's a Ford. So let's go <laughs> into the next one. <laughs> Oof! All right, um, BattleTech uh, is the awesome really all that. Uh, yes. well, okay, time oh, wait, to get no. a drink. Is the awesome really all that? Is the way it's because it really is all caps. Well, yeah, let's hear. Hey, you fucking prunes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so just you mentioned that actor's name in, I think it was the episode about farms and bullet sponges. The actor whose name you're looking for is Vikas von Amerva. That's his name. Um, as, a, as an aside, uh, uh, you've mentioned in a, in a few previous podcasts and other places that you really like the awesome. Uh, why is that? I can see I, it's got the triple PPC and the small laser. I'm still trying to wrap my head why this, why it even has the small laser. It's just extra tonnage that's not being used. Um, like, or is is it, is it kind of irrational? Like my like my love for the uh, uh, for the Highlander or the King Crab. Also, King Crab episode when I'm very curious about that. Much love from South Africa. Keep it up. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks, uh, thanks, South Africa. Okay, yes, the awesome is great because cheap, cheap. And cheap. Sea bills oh. is the name of the game. Yeah, um, it's a good, it's a good assault. It's very cheap for what it is. Has a lot of armor. It is cheap. <laughs> that's that's why I like it. It's it's like the T thirty four of assault max. It is not complex. There's nothing much on it that's hard to fix. It's all very cheap. Is the small laser there for tonnage? Yeah. Could you fill it in with armor? Yeah. Could you upgrade and make something higher tech and crazier? Yeah, but an awesome is a good all-round assault mech. It is a good plus one. If you need a barn door that can take a fusel out of fire and walk forward and just continue to pummel people, you get an awesome. It's good all-round assault mech, which is rare because yeah. a lot of them are designed to do one thing at a time. Yeah, so like it's it's exactly what you were saying earlier. The name of the game is not Cheap. yeah not not uh, battle value, but sea bills because if you if you only have so much money you're not going to really run a whole war if you're trying to run a war a mercenary group i'd understand you want to get the best badass mech you can if you can afford it if yeah yeah but if you're like a house and you're just a a regiment or whatever fucking mechs or whatever you want to call it and you're just like you know Lyra Commonwealth has a lot of money but they're not going to give everyone a king crab no they're not going to give everyone an atlas they'd love to i mean of course every house would love to have the best mechs they could but if they can't afford it, you know. So I looked up the King Crab and the and the awesome. So the awesome AQ is six million C bills. The King Crab is ten million C bills. Yep. So if you lose that King Crab, you're down ten million C bills. If you lose the awesome, you're down like like over half of that. Yeah, and an awesome. Go ahead and look at the price of a catapult. Oh yeah, the catapult was like five million something, right? Yeah, it was like five million. So an yeah. awesome is almost as cheap as one. Yeah. The, the cheap you might as well just get yeah with the price of a king crab might as well just go ahead spend that little bit of extra money and get yourself a catapult and an awesome so then you have your long range and then you got your awesome to 
Money left over for friends, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the kingdom of madness and then buy a couple the of kingdom buy of a madness. couple of light max so I can play. Um all right, so <laughs> anyway. I'll think about it. Okay. I'm like I'm like that guy in the thing. You're like, Aren't you coming down? Are you're part of the lance? I'm like, You don't have a light mech. I just can't I just don't feel comfortable. I gotta be in a tiny mech. I, I was in a tiny mech once. I, I overextended myself and got point blank killed by Tex and then kicked into the moon. That's awesome. After he ejected. That's kind of why I like playing him because I like the high speed, like very quick that, gameplay. Now, by the way, Goat's referring to a tabletop campaign. Which is on Colberto's channel. The guy who plays <laughs> yeah. Disco, Discount Dan. If you guys want to watch Tex play tabletop. You almost call him Disco Dan. Disco Dan. Disco Dan. <laughs> yeah. We need to get him a leisure suit. Oh, yeah. we did put his P.O. box in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did. We did put his P.O. box in, in the. Just hey, a reminder, you can mail anything. You could mail legal, him. Legal. You could mail him a, a leisure suit that says Disco Dan on it and he'd be compelled to wear it. Yeah. You he's have a, to understand. He is a tall, lanky bastard. He looks like a coat rack that you put skin on. He is very I, tall and he's very thin. Yeah. So you, if you want to send stuff to him, that's actually on the Marauder video if you've already seen it. If you haven't seen the Marauder video, it's up there. Um, we also have the way to get into the BPL on there. Yeah. We, good luck. Yeah. It's, it's written there and we made it as easy as possible. So there you go. Good luck. Um, we have time for one more. Uh, yeah, let's let's get one more. Let's see. Let's, let's grab something goes. that we can all talk about here. The um, Arwar. Okay, this one just says, "I do not like this question, Mister Tex. It's smug aura mocks me." Yeah, that's deputy labeling questions. By the way, if your question isn't on the podcast, deputy has not listened to it yet or has decided it needs to be in the trash. So, good luck. By the way, Deputy labels these, and his labels are hilarious. And his labelings, or sorry, his his criteria is going to get tighter because y'all keep sending yourself singing. It's just going to get cut because we goat is goat is here, but the second that singing starts, he's already told us he's going to walk up and leave. Yeah, it it hurts him. Yeah, causes the bad the pain. One. I don't want to. I don't mean to give people shit for genuinely trying to like. Yeah. but like, no, this isn't the place for it. Yeah, like practice. This isn't American Idol. <laughs> yeah, practice, and if you want to send go to message and say, hey, here's a link to my stuff. Do you have any tips? That that's yeah, that's fine. But don't scream into the podcast. That's not cool. Well, it's, really it's kind of funny, but not like to us because we have to was, listen to was, it. I, I I have to say, Deputy was wrong on one thing. That is the worst Shaggy I ever heard. Not the second one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was like, why? Yeah, why then he asked the question normally and we just cut him off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Hello, this is Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks calling for the BTL. It has come to our attention that there have been some videos posted of illegal poaching happening in western Montana by a Mr. Tex and accomplice known only as Deputy. We are asking these individuals to turn themselves in as we are authorized to use deadly force on poachers found in the wild. Furthermore, it has come to our attention that you may be in association with a Captain Horatio who is is a wanted owl killer. The local Klingons have put a bounty on his head of 100 bars of gold-pressed latinum. If you or any of your associates have information regarding these wanted criminals, please contact us at fwp.mt.gov at your soonest convenience. Thank you. Thank you for that PSA. Um, first of all, I have to point out that you have no evidence. Uh, I would, I would have to. I'm going to quote uh, a very ancient but very wise old video game. Got any facts to back that up? Yeah, that's one. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Montana, fish and game. Um, so what's it like living in a state where there's nobody? 
Like is what do they have McDonald's there? McDonald. Yeah. McDonald. Not the full one, McDonald. No. Yeah, McDonald. The the, the guy, McDonald, the like the guy who runs it. Yeah, McDonald, no. he's there. He's just serving burgers. He's real safe. Like, I wish people would come to my burger stand. I love, by the way, I, I still love that article of the um, the pirate restaurants. Oh, yeah. The one with the, uh, it's in Detroit, right? Oh, God. It's okay. No, uh, it was Chicago. Yeah, you guys need to Google this. If you need a giggle, go ahead and Google pirate restaurants. Um, <laughs> so it's where a franchise will get stripped of the the right to use yeah so someone will own yeah like a burger king franchise and like and then they'll lose the rights to that yeah, franchise well, but burger, they don't close the burger king right so so burger king headquarters burger will come yeah, yeah yes exactly <laughs> so burger king corporate will come down to a franchise and be like this is the last time we can't be associated with you. You fuck up all the food or you're not compliant with what we're telling you to do, or you can't sell beer or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so what they'll do is that person will go, okay, I'll close it. And next day, open it back up and act like it's a Burger King without any of the logistics of Burger King. So they have none of the Burger King meat, none yep. of the Burger King buns. They're running down to Dollar General to get their supplies. Right, right. And they're usually in the ghetto. They're usually yeah. on the bad side of it's town. It's the only way you can get yeah. away with it. Or oh, right. And because Corbett's like, I ain't going down there. So, <laughs> so there's this one we're reading about where it was like a Burger King and he goes in and says, oh, could I get some nuggets and some fries? And he says the guy's like dumping in a store bag of chicken nuggets into a giant fryer and it's like spelling over and then he says oh yeah can i get some sauce for my nuggets and he said it was like a tom collins glass filled with sweet baby rays the guy <laughs> squeezed out into it that's perfect. all acting like it's a burger king yeah they still gotta make their money yeah pirate restaurants that is a fucking hilarious phenomenon and and there will be ones that will actually like take like an old mcdonald's or an old like subway but they'll and they'll run it like it's their own friend, like they've made this up their own. It's like a family grown thing. Yeah. But it's it's like you look around like there was a play place over there. Yeah. You can still see the pee stains on the floor. It's a McDonald's. It's. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to find this out on Google. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It. It's a. I think it was. Was it a Vice article? I think it was. Yeah, it was a Vice article. I think. That does um, sound like a Vice article. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, anything you want to say before we go, Gypsy? What? I'm really sorry that you're going to have to cut all of this shit out. I am so, not going to do that, but thank you. Oh, yeah, tell us what tell us where they can get the, the best Doom mods. Done. The best Doom mod of all time is called... I was going to say Ice Doom, but in reality, the best genre of what's they are called Perry Watts. Please go to any site except Doom World because they are banned there <laughs> in, in either archives or whatever. In your search, Terry Watt, Hot Wad or some shit like that. Download the first thing you see, and you're going to have an unforgettable experience. What's that it called? Thirty Wad was meant to be played. Terry Wad. There is a whole genre of wads of user-made uh, level sets, or it's just individual levels, and they are called Terry Wads. You wanna know why? Thirty Wads or Terry Wad? I yeah. Terry Wads. What was the name of the website? No, no, it's not not a website. Oh, so it's, it's just like anywhere. Basically, if Basically, if you see a, a a file for for a for a Doom level set or a Doom map or a Doom mod, and someone uses the word Terry Wad, eh, you stay away. 
Okay. Stay the fuck away. Stay okay. Stay away. Okay. Because I thought you were saying go there. I was like looking for it. I was like I don't even see it. No, no. I, I was being completely. I was saying the. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty good. I think um, we're gonna have to end it here because we're gonna. I think we're yeah we're about over. So we, yeah, any, sweet. Please put all of this for for the love of God. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, text anything you want to say before we go. Nope. Da da ba ba da ba. 